Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. Hello, hello. Welcome into another episode of the Patriots Podcast. I'm Sean here with Ryan and JJ. Hello. What's up? Hey, hey we are here. The beginnings of the 2024 season. I know we're, we already had mini camp and rookie mini camp and all that stuff, but this is where the rubber meets the road. Training camp began today. We're recording this July 25th. Um, we're going to get all into a bunch of stuff about training camp, who showed up, um, who's on the pup list, who we think are fringe candidates to potentially make the team or miss the cut uh, at the very end, and then um, go into some depth about the team construction construction there. But first, a couple updates that happened in the, the intervening months since our last recording. Juwan Bentley and Devontae Parker signed extensions with the team. It took mm-hmm. forever for some of these extensions to get announced. I, I don't know why. It was like, are they going to save money against the cap? What's what? What are the specifics of each of these deals? But very moderate deals for both guys. Uh, Devontae Parker's cap hit actually went down for the season, saving him $2 million on the 2023 cap. Um, adding two years to Bentley's contract, two years to Devontae Parker's, after, of which we at the wide receiver position only had one guy signed on for more than this year who had seen playing time previously. So helps to have some continuity there. Uh, we'll see if Parker can can grow a little more and Bentley can put his stamp on this defense even more than he already has. But uh, JJ, what do you what do you think off the bat when you heard these two guys were resigning? Um, honestly, I didn't think much. It's you know it's um, nice that they're locking guys down. The Devonte Parker thing, they saved some money for themselves. You know, more kind of role player type guys in the locker room. I know Bentley's becoming more of a leader probably now with the extension, which is good. Um, but he's really, to me, a number two linebacker. So it's, it's you know, if, if we have a piece, I'm sure we'll get into it with Mapu if he's the piece. I don't know. Um, then it'll be a little more exciting. But with him as the number one guy right now, it's like, okay, it's kind of, you know, it's nice, but it's not, it's nothing special and in kind of the same with Devonte Parker. It's he's your number two, maybe number three receiver. He had a, you know, we were excited when we got him. He had kind of a letdown year last year, just because of our offense as a whole being a letdown. So it, it was nice, but I'd say that's all it is. It's, it's nothing to me that's super crazy exciting or big moves or anything. I think there's a lot of other guys on the team that are younger that I would like to have seen get extensions um, you know, definitely on the defensive side. I know Duggar's up coming up, um, you know, when who's coming up. I mean, those guys are more game changers that I'd like to see get the deals. So we'll see how that turns out. It, it's mm-hmm. nice. Nice in the meantime, though. Yeah, I think with the with the Bentley one, you don't have a lot of flexibility with, there with off ball linebackers. Um, we haven't really seen um, other than converted safeties, a, a, a pure linebacker come in. So you want to keep your proven commodities. I think we we know Devontae Parker can play as well. Um, you know, keep them, extend them a little bit, and um, see what you got with some of these younger guys, and that hopefully, you know, they can get some of those deals in the future and get them extended. Yeah, it makes sense to kind of nibble around the fringes, get, get some things secured up um, with uh, maybe some of the secondary tertiary talent on the team. 
and then you could focus mm-hmm. tertiary you like that word mm-hmm. then you can focus on on yeah. some of those some of those guys that you mentioned jj kyle duggar michael Lonwenu. Um, looking at the list right now, Hunter Henry, Kendrick Bourne, Trent Brown, Mike Kosicki, Jalen Mills. They have a, a pretty significant list. Josh Uche of guys that are going to be the other free agents coming up yeah. next season. You'd love to see. Well, hopefully not. Yeah, you'd love to see some of those cornerstone pieces, Duggar and Onwenu particularly, get locked up. And I have Uche. a feeling Uche uh, is going to want to roll the dice. And if he can get 10 plus sacks this year, He's going to want to hit the open market and see a big number coming back, which is typical for well, edge rushers. Yeah. I think if you look at the, the 2024 cap space right now, I think we have the most in the league for next We're year. We're up 80 area. million. Um, We're yeah. either one or two, depending be, on which list you look at. All right. I saw somewhere it could be up to 100 million. So, And, and that's going to increase because the NFL is going to kill it this year as far as um, you know revenue. I think so, too. So, I think now is the time, you know, lock these guys up as soon as possible. I mean, I've been saying that for, I feel like, over a year now with, with Duggar and um, Uche. Duggar's a little bit different because he's older. They drafted him at 24. I think he's already, what, 28. Um, on Wenu, the flexibility there to play tackle or guard or whichever position on the offensive line and to play it, like, at an elite level. You don't have that anywhere else on your roster. You cannot afford to lose Michael Onwenu no. on this team. I don't care what it takes. Overpay him. Like, you need that player. Yeah. 100%. So th- th- those are a couple of the, the offseason a- acquisitions <clears throat> or um, re-signings, extensions. The Patriots flirted with a couple big-name free agents. There was a lot of buzz. Patriots, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Dalvin Cook, all in this kind of mixture deandre hopkins ends up going to tennessee for a number that sounds like it was a little bit bigger than what the patriots are willing to offer patriots wanted more incentives hopkins got more guarantees uh from tennessee on that dalvin cook's still out there patriots brought in daryl henderson leonard fournette seems like they're interested in upgrading that running back position which is great uh from my perspective because they have all their uh, all their eggs in the Ramondre Stevenson basket, which is a great basket, but running back is a difficult position to stay healthy at. Did you guys seriously, mm-hmm. Ryan, did you, do you think that Deandre Hopkins was a serious potential? I did. I did. I got my hopes up a little <laughs> bit. You know, I was, I was hoping for it. And then when it didn't happen, I was like, Oh, well, you know, he's like 29, 30. He's probably going to be aging. He hasn't had the years he's had in the last two, you know, that were at the level he was at before. So I I talked myself out of it, but honestly, I would have really enjoyed that. Um, And I think if you're going to be a contender here, if you're going to be a serious threat, you need to start putting your money where your mouth is. And, and, you know, let's make a run at one of these guys that we've officially missed out on all the big targets, I think, this year. Um, Oh, yeah. The Leonard Fournette one is interesting. I think that he will come in. Um, The Patriots have liked him for a long time. He can catch the ball a little bit. Which he had like sixty I think, catches I think last most year. People don't really, he had a ton yeah, of I Brady. think most people don't really see that. I think Pierre Strong is the other guy that that is really intriguing there for me as far as catching the ball out of the backfield. Ty Montgomery to me is a is a cut candidate, and then you have um, what Kevin Harris and JJ who's the Taylor. other one there? Is JJ there another Taylor? But JJ Taylor, yeah, those two I think are bubble. Um, but I liked what I saw from Kevin Harris, especially goal line. He looks like he runs hard. Um, 
So that's another little position battle as far as like the third, fourth, fifth um, slot in the depth chart that I think will be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. I'm, I look at that and I'm, I'm like, obviously Stevenson's the number one. Also, do you guys see he got an 80 rating in Madden? He was the number 25 running back what? in Madden. No, Dude, I, <laughs> I fucking hate I hate the Madden rating so much. How is there what, 25 running backs yeah. above him? I, I don't know. I mean, uh, Bijan Robinson was above him, which is arguable. I always like okay. when the running backs come in as rookies as a high number. As rookies, yeah. But it's like... Still, 25 yeah, guys. You do the little franchise... Oh, draft. yeah, franchise draft. I want to get and that grab guy. some Bijan. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it's like Miles Sanders and uh, what's his face that came from the Bears? David Montgomery. Oh, Miles Sanders had a had Dave a Montgomery is not better than him. Dave Montgomery is ahead yeah, of him? Yeah, there's, really? there's a ton of guys. Brees Hall is ahead of him. Brees Hall's hurt. Yeah. He was hurt. Brees Hall's now. played half a season. He had like two good games. Yeah. <laughs> and he's ahead of Ramondre. Even Miles I mean, Sanders. I don't think Miles Sanders. I'd rather take Ramondre over That's Miles insane, Sanders man. every day. Without a doubt. Ramondre is borderline top 10 running back. I'd say so. Easily. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. I like Ramondre. Easily yeah. top 10. But, but behind him, you make a good point. They're, they they have a lot resting on Kevin Harris making a jump this year. I mean, uh, excuse me, Pierre Strong. I don't think Kevin mm-hmm. Harris has another gear. So he's one of my cut candidates. J.J. Taylor has struggled to maintain a roster spot. And then Ty Montgomery, I feel like, is a fallback option as your receiving threat out of the backfield. He's like... Yeah, he might be a good practice squad candidate. Un- unless they're, somebody really pops or they bring somebody else in, Ty Montgomery is like, all right, he can be our third down back. He's done yeah. in the NFL. And, and also, I guess since we're on the subject with the running backs, have you guys been um, paying attention to this running back, you know... Um, I don't know if it complaint is the word, the grievance, yeah, the money grievance, kind of the running back committee committee throughout like the entire country has been uh, been on about getting paid. Yeah, you know Josh Jacobs doesn't get paid. I, he was basically the best running back in football last yeah. year. Yeah, I it's mean, unfortunate given the position that they play. One of the the arguments that I've heard, I think it was Mina Kimes who's on ESPN, but she was talking about how. Like the the basically the prime years for a running back skew way younger than the prime years of other positions. Hmm. So like when they're their best, they're either in college or on their rookie deal, right? And so they they end up playing for free in college and then uh, being cost controlled on that rookie deal in the NFL, and then they kind of age out of their prime as soon as they would hit the open market. Whereas other yeah. positions, wide receiver pass rusher, defensive back, cornerback, some of the big money positions, they hit their prime in that second, third contract. Right. Like receiving. So yeah, that's when they get tackles. big money. So well, and, and, it just kind of sucks for running backs. It sucks. I mean, they, they had huge contracts. They were getting massive, massive contracts like five, six years ago. I feel like what was his name on Dallas who got a massive contract? Uh, Zeke. He got a $90 million six-year contract. And the one before Zeke. Is he a free? I think he's a free he's agent a free. right now too. He isn't, is, yeah. Isn't he? Did he sign? Uh, no, but it's just yet. like they, yeah. you know, whenever they DeMarco give out the Murray huge, got a huge deal with Tennessee. It's like whenever they get huge contracts, the guys get hurt just, and they never play on them. I mean, you can go back all the top running backs of the past 15, 20 years. It's like you know, what are you supposed to do? All the stats and all the numbers show well. 
once they hit 27, 28 years old, you kind of need to start looking for a new guy. Because look at yeah. you know Todd Gurley, he had like one of the biggest contracts in the NFL at the time, and he just got hurt and he never really yeah. played. And it sucks. Yeah. It definitely sucks. Yeah. Um, Even Dalvin Cook signed a second contract, a, a pretty good sized yeah. contract, yeah. and then the Vikings halfway but through. The crazy thing is, the crazy thing is he's done nothing on the field to to show that he's really slowing down. He's been fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just it's a tough spot. I think even the scouting community is leading towards like these guys have been four year starters in college, three year starters in college, and they're looking at the mileage on the player at that age. Yeah. And they're saying, well, he's been used a lot already. Like, he's taken a lot of hits. And then, you know, these guys get hit. I mean, no one gets hit harder than running yeah. backs. I mean, quarterbacks, because they're defenseless. But on a, on a con- consistent basis, running backs are taking shots that me and you and, and you know, average people Not taken. would be like, no, I'm, I'm fucking yeah, good, right. dude. Like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, I just feel like Saquon is is – was a, an outlier for me as far as talent, like to be that good. I think he got paid like $11 million for the year or something like today. Yeah. Um, but I feel like his level of talent to not pay a guy like that is, is, is great. And he's their offense. Yeah, really, literally. When you watch that team, like yeah. he's the one that pops mm-hmm. consistently. I saw, yeah. I saw an article. I think the headline was Daniel Jones looks to make a leap this year. And I was like, good luck. Yeah, without yeah. well, Saquon <laughs> just signed today. I know, I know, so, but he signed for the was it one it year, was one, eleven. It was one year for the same amount of money that the franchise tag was. Yeah, maybe I think a, the franchise tag a, was like ten point five, and he signed for an eleven or some yeah. or some shit. So I mean, that's that's it's bullshit. Like, that's basically yeah, the that's same. That's like, thing. hey, we we're trying to make us look good in the media, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, exactly. I mean, I I would love you know you talked about or you brought up. Um, Hopkins I mean I got you know I thought it was a real chance we would get him and then he signed for Tennessee for a little bit more money and that kind of goes with that's kind of on par for what I thought I mean it would have been nice I feel like we have enough at offensive at at receiver skill position if you know bearing any major injuries or multiple injuries from multiple guys we're hearing Juju Smith-Schuster's knee might be or maybe not be a problem I mean if that becomes a problem I think we're going to look at that differently and also Thornton, the way he had a soft tissue, you know, soft uh, tissue injury in OTAs. If that becomes a problem, you know, I think we're going to look at John Hopkins' decision a little differently. Bearing, you know, at least, you know, maybe one guy getting hurt and everyone else being okay, I think we're fine. It's running back, third down back. I'd love to see Dalvin Cook come in here and be a freaking scat back for us. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if he's going to want that. But like that would be incredible if he came in and it was our scat back, third down back, and you know, kind of Stevenson's backup when we're not giving carries to Stevenson and Pierre Strong is more just like a change of pace guy that you bring in to give both of them breathers. I don't think JJ Taylor has much. Kevin Harris, I kind of agree with you. I doubt there's much more he's going to do. But for me, it's really like the offensive line. They they need to figure out the tackle situation. We might be okay. But if they were looking at tackles, I don't think there's any free agents out there anymore. But, like, that would be the position I would have got really excited for. Just because, to me, and we'll get into it once we start talking more about training camp over the next couple let's, of weeks. It's, you want to wait on that? No, let's do it right now. Let's okay, talk about yeah, tackles. It's, tackles, it's, it's clear. You know, you got 
um, you got Trent Brown, who was apparently had an issue at OTAs. He came in kind of out of shape and, you know, had some travel issues, whatever. We've got the other guy from the Broncos, who I'm bron- blanking on his name right now. He, Calvin Anderson. Calvin Anderson is starting on the pup list. Not good. And then, you know, Riley Reef is 35 years old, and Riley Reef is going to get beaten by 27, 28-year-old top pass rushers. There's no doubt in my mind. You know, you're playing the Jets, who have a few. Miami's got some. You know, you're playing teams that have those players, and that's going to be um, an issue. So what are they going to do? Is Trent Brown going to come in and be a – maybe he's right tackle. I mean, if this guy Anderson gets off the pup and comes in and is a player – you know, he's a, a serious starter at either right or left. I think you're good. Like one of these guys has to be a legit full-time 16 game starter. And then we're good. Yeah. I don't see but it. it. It might. That, I, I mean, that's, that's the problem. That's it's a guess. It's like, eh, maybe, you know, there, there's a chance. There's not no yeah. chance of it happening, <clears throat> but it's a chance. And, um, you know, if it doesn't happen, we're screwed. We're completely fucked. The interior of our offensive line seems okay. You might be able to, you know, if Oweno is all right, I know he's starting on the pup. If you move him to the right tackle position, you know he's solid there, and then maybe one of these rookies can come in and play at right guard. I think that's a very likely scenario. That seems like the most likely safe scenario right now, but I don't know if that's going to happen either. And, you know, if Tretz is – I think – But then you start dealing with him. Now you have to pay him right tackle money, you know? If you put him all at right tackle all year – and that's certainly something the Patriots think about. You know what I mean? Like that goes mm-hmm. into their... I think I think it's more something that Anwenu's camp is going to think about. Absolutely. I mean, if, he, if he's playing tackle all year, then Anwenu's agent is going to want tackle money. And rightfully so. He's elite at guard. We've seen him move to right tackle and be very good. Um, you know, you have Riley Reef there. You mentioned his age. Connor McDermott was, you know, average. We didn't get him killed. He didn't get Mac Jones killed as much as, you know, Trent Brown was last year. Um, and, and Isaiah Wynn, Jesus Christ, thank God he's gone. Um, but we have so much interior offensive line depth that maybe the best situation is, you know, all right, say City Sow doesn't develop into an offensive tackle like maybe you thought mm. he could. Kick on one out. You know what you have there. It's solid. Um, and then you have so many guys interior uh mafi um chasing hines from last year chasing hines uh i mean just there's a lot of offensive strange hopefully he takes a big leap i mean we're all banking on him making you got the center big leap this year yeah you got another andrews center on the interior um yeah i would definitely hope strange strange should be locked in he should be. I mean, uh, I mean, he he needed you know. to gain weight this year, gain some muscle, you know, that whole thing. I in in you know another big point of it too that we haven't really mentioned is um, we got a new offensive line coach who is, you know, had what's his name uh, Adrian Clem. Adrian Clem, Clem, thank you. You know, you have you have a full off full time offensive coordinator who's dealing with the quarterbacks, and you have a full time offensive line coach. Where last year we really didn't have an offensive line coach. We had Matt Patricia, who was playing the offensive line coach, who was also calling the plays in the offensive coordinator, and then his assistant was kind of coaching the offensive line. 
but he was up in the booth sometimes. Sometimes he'd be on the field. Nobody really knew what the hell he was doing or what his real position was. He was assistant offensive line coach. So now you have a full-time offensive line coach. And even though people have said, there's been some things about Clem said, whether he's, you know, had some issues in the NFL or he's a college coach or whatever. I mean, regardless, he's an, you know, he's a full-time coach at the offensive line, which I think for go, one, for one, for, for a right. for, you know, the traditional coaching tree of an offense, we fall under that this year where last <laughs> year it was just, right. you know, as we all know, and have talked about <clears throat> at length, how much of a disaster that was. So that, I, I think that, you know, is it going to make all the difference in the world? Absolutely not. But I think that'll make somewhat of a difference, especially if he can coach. well. I, yeah. You know what I mean? I think it makes a huge yeah. difference uh, to have somebody that's devoted to one specific position group instead of multiple things that, that they're, they got eggs in different baskets. You know, they have their, their head is all over the place thinking about different things, special teams, whatever Yeah. to have someone that's specifically designated to just work with these offenses and has done it before. It right. Right. And has also done it before. And has done it before. That's his, that's his skill set. Maybe not at the NFL level, but right. You know, and then also, you know, I failed to mention the kid from Michigan we got was this Stuber. Yeah. yeah. You know, maybe he doesn't make the team. I feel like there's a chance he doesn't make the team, but just seeing the PFF grades off of Calvin Anderson, I haven't really zoned in on Calvin Anderson as a Bronco. But just seeing the PFF grades, I don't know how much confidence you can take from that. Those Some of those grades are worse than what Isaiah Wynn did last year, and he was basically a turnstile. And he's a free agent, so, isn't he? Wynn, right? Did he sign? No, he's on I Miami. Know. I don't know Miami if someone signed him. Miami is, is trying to patchwork their offensive line. I hope they play him every game. I know, right? I hope, I hope they, they probably will. will. Yeah. You see how well he Sucks. moves without pads? He should be our left tackle. Good. Yeah. He moves really well. He certainly yeah. does. Uh, w- one thing to note about Calvin Anderson is that he is on the non-football injury list. Sorry, I said pop list. Thank you. Thank you for the correction. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't injury. say. I believe they they operate basically the same way. Except I don't know if you could take the first six weeks off with the with a non-football illness. That's how the pup works. So you can if you stay on it to the start of the season, you miss the first six weeks. But non-football in- illness, it might be if you stay on it to start the season you're on you're done for the year which would be but, yeah. terrible because then it means that, that would be rough riley reef is your backup or starter yeah i mean they paid him they paid him as a spot starter he's, they he's did they paid him as like a swing tackle right and it's virtually all guaranteed so he's going to be on the roster uh, mcdermott got a two-year deal he'll be on the roster um uh, that's We're just right. Really he, hoping... I forgot about Sean. He was actually okay last year. He was he was pretty good. He was decent. With all the shit going on, he ended up being all right. I mean, he was a cast yeah. off from the Jets, which I don't, you know. Well, we tell drafted you him initially. We did, but I mean, he was on the we Jets did. and they off the you know practice squad on the Jets last year, and they let him go with no fight. So I mean, that make you know, he's okay. Yeah, he can know. come in in a pinch, but is he going to start all year and make you feel co- confident about Mac Jones, blind side or front side? No. Yeah. Uh, one other. I'll tell you what, <clears throat> I, I I would much rather have Trent Brown on the right. I would too. He was really good there. So it's like, you know, at least if you have a, one dominant tackle, I'll take it. And then maybe you can figure out things on the left with tight ends and, you know, kind of mask it a little bit. You can mask it a little bit at one offensive line position for sure. Yeah. 
Belichick said Trent Brown looks good. He looks uh looks like he's ready to go. Really? That's he said today. Yeah. That's I mean that's literally all he said. Oh, he good. looks good. He's ready to go. Well, that means a lot that uh, he said he looks good. Yeah, right? An- another thing he said was Jack Jones is practicing. Yeah. So wild. Jack Jones yep. next court date is middle of August sometime, but he participated in the off-season program. He is um, at training camp day one, going to be playing out there. He changes, just when you look at our secondary. When yeah, you got he changes a lot. Christian Gonzalez, Jonathan Jones, Jack Jones, Marcus Jones as your top four cornerbacks. Yeah. If we're able to have all That's... four of those guys, we are fucking dominant at cornerback. Oh, definitely. Christian Gonzalez is a rookie, has number one skills. Jack Jones is a seriously good cover corner. Marcus Jones and Jonathan Jones could both be terrific slots. Jonathan Jones has the ability to flex to the outside and even do deep zone coverage is is something he has in his past as well. I mean, mm-hmm. with those four guys and then our stable of safeties, if Jack Jones can just stay the right. fuck out of jail, we're going to have one of the best secondaries in the NFL. Easily. And you know, yeah, and yeah. That, I mean, it, it, that'll change the whole defense. You know, it's the whole, whole thing. If the coverage holds, you know, Uche was really good at getting coverage sacks last year because he's quick and around, you know, that the whole thing. So uh, same with uh, Judon, you know, it changes the whole defense. It's pretty wild that he's at training camp. I got to say, I, I feel like guys have been cut for less other other times but you know hey if if the team i hope the team has done its due diligence which i think it would have in a situation like this and they you know maybe this guy's just been at the wrong place wrong you know wrong time wrong place right or whatever multiple times in his career and they think he's a he's a good dude and he's he's worth um you know staying behind and hopefully he doesn't go to jail and he can just kind of move on i you know i don't know the inner workings of the legal system in that way but it seems pretty crazy that he's, you know, going to get off if that's what they think. But maybe they're just like, <laughs> yeah. you know, we're, you yeah. know what I mean? I mean, if that guy, got, hey, maybe it was just yeah, completely we, misreported. Yeah. That's that's possible, unlikely, but possible. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, if they think that or maybe they're just like, all right, we're going to keep this guy here until we have to cut him or he's just it's taken care, taken out of our hands type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. That yeah. kind of seems what they might be doing, so we'll see. Yeah. So the Jack Jones thing, it's, it's interesting. I feel like if he wasn't an NFL player, I don't know how oh much time God, he'd dude. be looking at. Kidding? But I'm pretty sure he would be looking at the time. Um, that was a lot of charges. Bringing a gun on a plane, large capacity, which is basically... Well, through, not on, not on um, a plane, through the airport, right? Through the airport, okay. In a, in a, not in a safe. No, just in his, like, know? duffel bag. Like... Yeah, like idiot, you know what? What are you doing? Um, the amount of charges he's facing, I think that, you know, there's a, there's a chance he gets off, but he better not. And they're not registered. He'll be out the door. Weren't they not registered guns? Not re- no. They they were registered. He didn't have a, a firearm ID. But they are registered. Yeah, you need to have an LTC I don't, I don't really or uh, I mean, it's well, because all... I heard someone yeah, yeah. compare it to. I think there was a Jets player. Um, what's his name? The D tackle that's pretty good over there. Quinton Williams. Williams, Williams got caught for something that people compared, but Quinton Williams literally did everything correct. It just made the news cycle because it's New York. He literally 
went in with a locked gun and he went because he wanted to travel with it and he had the license yeah. and he had all the paperwork and he went to, you know, whatever the, the airport and he was like, found the right people and said, Hey, I want to know how to travel with this. And then he went through all, you know, it became a big deal because he had a gun in the airport and people freaked out, but he did everything correct. And he, there was nothing, no issues. So, but it's not like yeah. that. It's not like he, you know, prepared this, but so we'll see. I mean, I don't know what else, you know, <laughs> It's crazy. It's well, absolutely crazy. But yeah. hey, the guy I don't, can play. I was trying to read about the. Uh, is that a bug assault? It is, dude. I have a fly flying around my whole setup right here. I'm in the garage. Dive action, in Douglas, thing. Massachusetts. Yeah. You're gonna scare all the listeners if you shoot the camera. It's a salt gun. <laughs> Does it work? It, it's it shoots salt. I, I could probably bring this on a plane, honestly. Mm, uh, you'll get some doubtful. looks. A little salt in the top. You'll doubtful. definitely get some looks. Yeah, I'd get some looks for sure. Good. So, but if I see that fly again, spe- speaking of guys that that showed up to camp, Jack Jones, uh, Lawrence Guy, who was absent from the offseason program, a reported quiet holdout, showed mm-hmm. up on day one of camp. He decided, oh yeah, that's right, I'm 33 years old and I'm. I'm the fifth best. I think he's just a nice guy. Team. He's just like, right. I don't right. want to cause he, fire cause too much shit here. He should fire his fucking agent. Whoever gave him that advice immediately, yeah. because he is the number one cut candidate on this fucking team. He's got a $3 million cap hit and only 500,000 of it is dead money. If we cut his ass and he hasn't done shit in over two years waiting for this, he's just a big body. These big bodies, you could just find big bodies, man. I'm telling you, you just find a giant. Well, we also have on the street. We have Barmore, who should take a big leap this year. I would hope. I'm really hoping he finally become. It's not even on the same planet. Barmore has athletic qualities. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, guy has been consistent. I know you team. hate him, but he has been consistent. <laughs> I he's like Larry Guy consistently doing nothing. Yeah, I see. I don't th- consistently I, no, picking I don't, up bodies. I, That's I what think he does. Devin Godshaw is worse than Lawrence Guy. Dude, Devon Godshaw? Yes. We should probably get into I'm sure we will get into this a little bit. They released the new um, player weights, which I always find interesting. Oh, yeah. Hit us with it. What do you got? Give him Devon Godshaw put on 19 pounds. Whoa. What's he up to? 19, is, that was already a big body. Is he up to like 325 now? He's huge. Um, he was already 300 find, pounds. Find, right. He's 330 now. Oh, good. He needed. So he it. went from three eleven to three thirty. So nose tackle. I hope that's good weight. Three four. I hope he's not just. He didn't just load up. Uh, he's married we'll to see. like a model. But, I mean, so he's three thirty. He, he's putting on the right weight. Thanks for adding context to Is that, it? James. Yep. Well, you know, every good. bit counts. Wow, Godshaw's up 19 pounds. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the de- defensive tackle depth chart, Godshaw is due a ton of money. Obviously, he's a lock. Barmore, we, everyone knows how we think about him. Dietrich Wise coming off a great season. Keon White, second-round pick. Those guys are all locks. All locks, yeah. And then absolutely. after that, Carl Davis, Daniel Aquale, Lawrence Guy, Sam Roberts, Demarcus Mitchell. I don't feel like... Carl Davis, Aquale, and Lawrence Guy are all, all going to make the team. I feel like those no, guys. No, I think I think Carl. I think you Char- get Davis is finally gone. I think he's. I talk about someone that does nothing. He jump goes in, jumps yeah. off sides. They take him. Out. <laughs> literally cost. Literally, think- that is if you go over his play. I mean, it's like every time he goes in there, they put him in on third and short. He jumps off sides, gives him the first down, and they take him out. So I'm happy with they cutting him. 
I think Equale will probably make I think so too. He he's shown um, enough and I, I would be surprised if they cut Guy unless he gets he falls in a numbers game. And I would like to see Sam Roberts make the same team. here. Um, I want him to break out. He's too. at three hundred. Yeah. I mean I, I watched his college tape and I know it's against like, you know, some pretty pretty shitty competition, but there's something there that's that I would like to see more yeah. of. I think we saw we saw a little bit of flash yeah we see, last year. saw some flash um, last year absolutely he was division two defensive so, player of the year yeah and I think if you go into the to the um, year carrying six defensive linemen in this day day and age we play a, a lot of three four a lot of odd fronts um, you know Judon's on the edge a lot Uche's on the edge a lot I think you can get away with six now. Um, and this, and especially this, since we have no you know, linebackers, especially if, especially if Godshaw is three thirty now, you know, I think that's a nose tackle now. We also you have know, maybe not no linebackers, so like you got to make up the place, you got to make up the weight somewhere. You know, it's like speaking of weight and linebackers, <laughs> Ryan, you teased us before the podcast about Marte Mapu, dude. I'm telling you, some of these weight things tell you a lot about what the Patriots want these guys to do. Um, Marte Mapu when he got drafted was 216. Mm. So he was in that real safety linebacker tweener role. We watched him play. He was fantastic. Um, just flying around. Now he put on 14 pounds of muscle or 14 pounds. And it, I think by all accounts, it sounds like they asked him to put 14 pounds or, you know, put some weight yeah. on and he's 230 now, 6'3", 230. He's legitimate Damn. NFL Good off ball linebacker role. Um, That's bigger than Levante David. It's big, you know, and, and the way he moves, we watched him move at Sacramento state and it's, it's different. You always get that trade off though, you know, like, okay, this guy put on weight. He was fast as shit. Is he going to be slow as yeah. You know, or, but it's his instincts. Or vice versa. You t- I think his instincts are what makes him elite. So yeah. if you give him that no, weight, I agree, and I'm handle, excited to see him at two thirty. Yeah, he can handle blockers and traffic and covering tight ends even better. The thing I like about it is, is the frame is big enough to support that right. too. It's, it's not like three. he's like six feet tall, you know. At six foot three, I think that's 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 a good weight for him. And he's 23 years old. Let's see what he's got. You know. Oh, wow, that's a good one. That's a really good yeah. one. Another one that that um, you know, since we're on linebackers, I'll just drop this little. Little nugget. Um, so we have Bentley, we have Board, we have uh, um, Jennings, Mac Wilson. Put on thirteen pounds. He's now at two forty six. Wow. Oh yeah, he was one of those lighter guys. He was right around two thirty, low two thirties. Yeah. Now he's two forty six. He's like kind of old school lime, you know, off ball. Yeah. Like Gerard Mayo build. size. You know. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's, he's trying to compete with Bentley yeah. for that role. And then you still Bentley's have two fifty. Yeah, 250, Bentley's like two fifty. You still have McMillan there. Who really? McMillan's out for the year. Is he already out for the year? Yeah, he's on the IR. Oh, what happened to him again? I don't know. He did something. Then you have Ronnie Perkins, good old third rounder, just kind of has never played a out. game. Never played a game. Never seen the field. Like he and he's a he's good, an edge he, player he's anyway. Good. He's not. He's not you a know, middle. 6'3", middle 250, player. though. It's like, what is he doing there? And I really don't want to see a lot of Julian Tavai or Jelani Tavai. You know, it's like. He put on weight, you're too. Going, you're going to see Tavai put on uh, nine pounds. So Tavai's up at 255 now. All right. 
so the game is going towards more speed and space, and we're putting on weight at all these positions. Right. Well, we it's not it's not done there. You look at our outside players. Um, Demario Douglas, we drafted. He was one seventy when we drafted him. Dude, put on twenty two pounds. Who is this? What? He is one ninety two. Demario Douglas is is oh, listed running at one ninety two. Love it. No, no the receiver. Receiver. No, the, Love the, it. The jitterbug wide receiver. Kid from Liberty. Oh yeah, my you mean, god. That's sick. That, uh, you know, I like that, but at the same time, that's what he was a jitterbug. What does twenty two pounds do to I that? I don't know. That's that's a big question we'll to see. me. Isn't he like you know five nine? He's a little guy. He's five nine. He's he's not. He's a muscle bound. Uh, Little dude at one ninety two. Got the gold fronts Holy on. Shit. Look at him. Uh, five, eight. five eight. Ooh, five eight one ninety two. Oh my god, that's like borderline running fucking, back. I mean, he must ball. have been in the gym, dude. Maybe. So, and then another one, two two more on the outside. I'll give you, and then then we can move on to something else. Um, I guess we'll stay on the offensive side. Kendrick Bourne put on fifteen pounds. He looks huge. I saw some videos online. He looks massive. And he puts his his workouts on his Instagram, and that is muscle, my friend. He is yeah. ripped. Um, and then the other one that I thought was good was uh, Marcus Jones, fourteen pounds of muscle. He's one eighty eight. Good. Um, so that'll help him on defense. I just wonder, does that hurt him a little bit on kick return? That explosiveness. That 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 explosiveness. Um, but those are interesting. I love the weight things, man. They tell you a mm-hmm. lot, you know. So. The uh, the random drug tests are going to come rolling into Foxborough right quick. <laughs> yeah, they might, they might. We'll see. Holy smokes! I don't know, man. I, I Marcus Jones doesn't seem like he'd be in any trouble. The way he presents himself, he's like military family. You know. Yeah, I think he's. Fine. Yeah, but somebody goes, "Oh, you put on ten percent of your weight in pure muscle in one off season." Was, did you guys see the the program that that football movie from like thirty years ago? Of course. When, uh, oh, dude, it's one of the what's best. his name the the, the steroid of, guy. Yeah, I can't remember he, the the white dude. Yeah, he's like Co- coach goes. Dude. Oh yeah, it's normal to put on thirty pounds of muscle in an off season if you really hit the gym hard. <laughs> this dude is like dude, yelling at himself. I, in I love the mirror. that movie. <laughs> yeah, I love that linebacker. I always think of that linebacker that said, "You're the one who shot my mother." <laughs> You shot my mom. Like, dude, imagine fucking dealing with that pre-snap. You're the quarterback. Yeah, like, that's some, or the running that's back. Some John Randall level trash talk. Like, are you dissociating yeah, right that's now? brutal. Okay. Those are some good. I didn't shoot your mom, <laughs> man. I don't even know you. Good training camp <laughs> tidbits. Uh, we So we haven't had a chance. One of my favorite things about training camp is you, you get these like news stories every night. And they're like, oh, this person stood out. That person's put yeah. two or three di- good days together. Absolutely. Obviously, this being day one, we don't have that yet. But if you were going to prognosticate and you were going to go, this is one surprising guy I could see making the team. I know a lot of people are picking Demario Douglas, and you just added some context to that. Now he looks like a muscle hamster. Um, mm. If you guys had to pick one surprise guy to make the team, I can give you a minute to to think about it. I'm, I'll, I'll go first. Yeah, what do you got? I got Isaiah Bolden who was a sixth or seventh round pick at cornerback who they took out of Jackson state kid was a a five-star high school ran like a four, three. He went to Florida state. I think Amir speed went to Georgia and then Michigan state. And I think Isaiah Bolden went to Florida state or Florida and then transferred to Jackson state to play for Dion. 
Yeah, but Jackson yeah, State. Yep. For sure. Five star height, weight, speed guy, production at Jackson State. Whereas Amir Speed didn't really have production at Michigan State. I just think I he's like got it. all the tools to be one of one of Belichick's late round cornerback development prospects. I like yeah, him and he's fast as hell. Yeah. Like you said, he's got he's got great uh measurables. Yeah. So And he, he produced at Jackson State. Yeah. So he can play the position where Amir Speed, I feel like, could cover kickoffs great. But that's about it. Um, yep. Yeah, I'm going to go with the other rookie receiver we got in Kayshawn Booty. Six-round pick. You don't really expect much from them. But, I mean, he was such a good player at LSU uh, for a time. Uh, you'd love to see if this kid can get healthy, if he's still got something. Um, that would be such an adrenaline shot to our offense if he played the way he did in college for those when he was really at the top of his game over there because he was just – I mean, he was great, I remember, at LSU. What was that, two years ago? Yep. Just, you know, one of, looked like one of the mm-hmm. best receivers in the country. So if you get that, um, I'd you know – it's just, it'd be huge. He's got the measurables. He's, you know, six feet, 197. He absolutely tested like complete shit at the combine, as Ryan has alluded to. Um, but yeah, I think he could make a huge difference. And I'll give you another one real quick that's not a rookie. Bill Murray. I feel like Bill I Murray's... You, I knew you loved Bill Murray. <laughs> he's been sticking around, dude. You know, it's like he's 6'4", 307. He's been around for a couple of years now. He went from tackle to guard. And they've kept them around. I feel like there's something there. There's something they're waiting to tap into with them. And, you know, he might be, maybe he's, maybe he's a swing tackle, just like all across the line type guy. Maybe he's a smart guy with, that's really athletic and they can just, they can figure something out for him. He's well, he still used to around. play defensive line. He yeah, was he on, was, he was a D lineman that they he was converted. a D lineman to offensive line. That means you're athletic. Yeah. I love when that happens. So I have a couple here. All right. Um, the first one, I think, I think it's between. I'm worried about Boutte. Um I love him, but I, I loved him his first two years of college. There's something wrong with him, I think, still. Um, so I'm going to go either Jalen Hurd or Ed Lee. Ed Lee, the rookie from Rhode Island, knows how to get open, Tight end. Um, catch the ball. I think he's. I think he's going to impress in preseason. Um, I think it's between him and Jalen Hurd, who oh, they just geez. signed. He's former third round pick. He's been banged up bad. And that he was a third round pick in that infamous 2019 wide receiver class. Uh, super talented, big guy. I think he could play that little Jordan Humphrey role. Um, what is he? 6'5, six, five, five, 230. I'm saying, yeah. Uh, so those are interesting ones. The ones I really want to happen and need to happen because we picked these fucking guys in the third and fourth round, fourth and fifth round, whatever, is Bryce Berenger, the punter. He needs to beat out Corliss Waitman. He needs to. That needs to happen. We spent a high high draft capital on him. That needs to happen. The other one is obviously Chad Ryland, the the you know five year kicker from Maryland. Sixty percent of his field goals from over fifty. He needs to he needs to beat out Nick Folk. We need a kicker that can kick from over fifty yards, and that's just that's that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So but those, he's got to be able to make extra think, points and thirty Bledsoe, yarders. That's see that's where Folk is still. Yeah bulletproof not bulletproof but and i think josh bledsoe shows out in training camp yeah josh bledsoe's a good one so good last year but 
I didn't I didn't think he played that well in the regular season, but his his training camp, he was probably my favorite preseason player. He did year. great. I guess the the coaching staff loves him. They must, dude. So I mean, we'll he, our safeties, you know, we really haven't said anything about it, but like between Josh, you know, Kyle Duggar, Jabril Peppers who actually started to look pretty damn good last year late. Um Adrian Phillips is usually solid. And then, you know, Jalen Mills. Uh, Jalen Mills, who I completely forgot about. Yeah, Jalen Mills is deep safety, hopefully. And then Josh Bledsoe. Like, if Bledsoe can play, you have a hell of a good safety crew. Sean, uh, Rye, you finally giving up on Sean Wade? Yeah, I think so. The other one I, I think was his best case scenario. Um, I think if Andrew Stuber. Yeah, tackle. Can, can recover some form and, and maybe play right tackle. I think that's like the best fucking thing that can happen to this team. I, I really do. I think it's like the best case scenario. You found a tackle that you redshirted mm-hmm. last year and you kept on your roster, didn't fucking cut his ass, and he's still around. Big. He's got good you know, size. That guy can come good. He's only 24 yep. years old. He's from yep. Michigan where they, they just breed uh, offensive linemen. Andrew Stuber, let's see what you got, kid. Get in there. Take the fucking job, you know. That's that's a big one. That'd yeah. be kick ass. That'd be huge. All right, those are good examples. Um, we can open it up to some of the other stuff around the league. A couple contracts came in today. Trevon Diggs, cornerback, Dallas, mm-hmm. gets ninety-seven million over five years, so it launches him into the top five uh, highest-paid cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. Might even be top two. He might be second behind Jalen Ramsey now. Uh, big, mm-hmm. big contract for a guy that turns the ball over, but also I, I love that stat. I think it was two years ago when he led the league in interceptions, or maybe he tied for the league lead with J.C. Jackson, but yeah. he uh, he was way up there. And at the same time, he gave up the most passing yards right. in the league. Yeah, I remember <laughs> it's that. Just, yeah. It was just feast or yeah. famine. And well, Dallas you know, in part... Like, He's one of those. Uh, Write the check. Asante Samuel. But that was an interesting. Yeah, he's got that. Asante that was an interesting Samuel. season too, because if you remember, he got like, I don't remember how many, but it seemed like three quarters of his interceptions within like the first six or seven weeks, and then they figured something out, and like all that he started giving up like hundreds of yards a game after that. Remember that? Yeah. It was like all, all at once he kind of got those picks and then he started getting roasted and people were like, yeah, maybe he's not as good as we thought. So, you know what though? There's going to be more and more of those guys coming out because look at what he just got paid. Those gamblers, you know? yeah. And, and that's that's his style of play. You look at his PFF score, it, it always sucks. Yeah. You know? He's a gambler. Jack you know, Jones. He's like a 65 or whatever it is. Yeah, Jack Jones. JC Jackson was a gambler in that way too, but probably not. Not to, to the, that degree, to that no. degree. I, Yeah, not the heights, peaks, and valleys of of him, of Diggs. JC, I always think of Asante Samuel yeah. was was a, a big gambler. You know, that's a great comparison. If he, mm-hmm. he would he would try to go for everything, and and then he would leave a lot of fucking space if he didn't get behind. You know, if he didn't get in front of the ball, get in between, he would leave a lot of yeah. space. Yeah. He's got a little beef going with uh, with Revis right now. You guys see that? Trevon Diggs does. Yeah. No, Asante Samuel. Asante Samuel and Darrell Revis? Who yeah, cares? because they were talking about it's it's over somebody else though, isn't it? Like someone they think someone else It's always it's over Belichick. It's over Belichick. Is that what it was? Oh. Well Asante Samuel piped up saying Belichick this and that and um I don't know, somehow it got into like 
I don't know. Somehow, somehow he insulted Revis, and Revis was like, "Dude, I'm a Hall of Famer. You're just a Pro Bowler a, a few times." Like, yeah, they right. kept going at it. it. And dude, Asante, dude, Revis kind of went at him to the degree where you were like, "Shut up, Asante!" Like he did. He said, "He goes, yeah. oh, if you didn't." Drop an interception, Tom Brady. You took Tom Brady's whatever ring from Perfect him at season. the time. He'd have he'd have eight rings right now if it weren't for you and Asante stopped. Oh God, don't hurt my heart thinking about that play. Wow. Right. Any anybody, if you want to have a good minute and a half, look up Asante Samuel's biggest hits. He, for a little guy, he's got a highlight reel of laying people out. Oh, he lit up Ricky Williams all penalties today. Oh really? Yes, but all almost all penalties today. <laughs> oh yeah, let's just yeah. You can't do preface that. that. There are basically he would leave his feet Defense, and go sideways. Defenseless receiver like, every well, single time. Yeah, <laughs> he was so, good though, man. I liked him. Dude, he, was, he was. I just wish he was really good. Belichick, he was man. really good for us. Yeah. Okay, so Diggs, similar player, gets paid almost a hundred million dollars by Dallas, who loves to write checks. Um, and the other Get one, the big one, the big one. The other one, Herbert, Justin Herbert. The, so the, there's this like group of quarterbacks that everybody's been looking at. When are they going to get their extensions? And it was who's going to go first. Jalen Hurts went first mm-hmm. and then Justin Herbert goes second. He gets mm-hmm. 262 and a half over five years. So he's averaging the most in the league, 52 and a half million dollars a year, 133 guaranteed. So almost exactly half of it is guaranteed upon signing. Uh, more than that is guaranteed for injury. Herbert, uh, we probably all agree, is is worth this contract. It had I'd to happen. So. Uh, Joe Burrow. Yeah, is, I mean they have to keep him. He's gonna. He's he should enjoy Licking being his highest jobs. paid highest paid quarterback uh, because a week from now Joe Burrow is gonna have a bigger number. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, Herbert's elite. Herbert's elite. You look at his ratings for the last three years: ninety eight, ninety seven, ninety three, and he played almost all of last year. With um, that sh- broken ribs. That yeah, if he didn't I, have he broke, one of the worst co- coaches yeah, in the league, week one. Be, they would have probably won a Super Bowl. There's a, a fascinating thing on Netflix right now called Quarterback. Uh, it's a new show that's out. And I was watching episode three, and they have Kirk Cousins on there. And this guy is taking the Biggest shots you could imagine. Deron Payne is laying him out, saying Payne. he'll be okay. I, I'm pretty sure he, this guy's got massive bruising under his ribs. Um, and then he gets hit by Von Miller the next week, and you could just see him coming off the field. That that It was the game where Justin Jefferson made that insane one-handed grab. Yeah. Um, and you could see Kirk Cousins coming off the field, and he's just like, oh, oh, oh. You know, and he's going to the sideline. People... Thielen's going up to him in the huddle saying, hey, did you see this? He's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, he's just in pain. You know, he can't even he can't even focus. That's it's a brutal, brutal job being a quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And we I think sometimes we take it for granted. Like these guys. That's a tough fucking position to play, to, to read the whole field, to, you know, execute on time and to take hits like that you know, create, uh, you know, you know, her, uh, I know we're on the contract thing, but I, I, I just, that thing stuck out to me as far as since I was on Justin Herbert's um, injury yeah, and still making that money. I think he's, he's well-deserved the money, but man, for him to tough it out 
all year last year after after getting hurt like that in week one. Yeah, week yeah, one. Week one. Like that's right. That's, he's a tough cookie, man. I, I give respect mm-hmm. to that dude. Yeah, he showed all the attributes right there. What we need to see from him next is that clutch gene that those fourth quarter closing drives. Love to see that. He's got his new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, out there. Uh, everybody's healthy to start the season, which is always critical for mm. the Chargers to stay healthy with with those skill position players. Could mm-hmm. be a big year for him. One of the other quarterbacks up for a contract extension, potential contract extension, Tua Tungavailoa. With his injury history, I just wouldn't expect it to happen. I can't imagine what That's the offset language one. would have yeah. to be. So you got to think he's going into his fourth year. He'd play out his fourth year. They could do the fifth year option. Then they could franchise tag him. I don't know why you would yeah. try to guarantee from the team's perspective. Obviously, the player would like to have that security given his history. But from the team's perspective, how could you trust that the health situation is going to stay in a good right. place? I'm with you. I'm with you. I think you look at some of the licks he's taken over the last few years that it's not like a normal shot. It's your fucking head, you know? So, um, and, and the other thing I think that Miami has to fall back on is it's such a destination, you know, if there's a free agent quarterback out there that wants to get paid and play and be in Miami, I mean, who wouldn't really want that, you know? So, and you got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and, you know, some fast running backs to play with. Um, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't touch that. I wouldn't touch him with a long-term deal, you know? Yeah. Okay. Last thing to talk about for right now, the Jets are officially the hard knocks team for this year. So we mm-hmm. get to see Robert Sala and what whatever his conversations with the team look like. I don't know their... I know Nathaniel Hackett is the offense coordinator. I don't know who some of the other assistant coaches are. I know some of those guys can be the stars of hard knocks. If you get a particularly funny or uh, foul mouthed assistant coach, I, I just think of got to have at least gotta one. one. You got to have yeah, at least yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, and then you get Aaron Rodgers, who's going to say some cryptic, weird shit. You know, it's going to be on there. They're probably going to ask. I, to I'll, cut I'll it probably out. watch. I haven't watched in a few years. I'll probably watch this year. You should have watched the Lions last year. That was a lot of fun. That was a fun team. Yeah, I heard. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be... I just... One of the things about Hard Knocks that I, I I think is common knowledge, but I'll share it, is is that the team has final cut over whatever goes in an episode. So like HBO will put it together and then the team gets to go, not this, not that, not that. Right, right. And so you always worry that the team is going to be like, cut, cut all this shit out. And it's just going to be like them eating lunch neutered and some some guys getting their ankle can you imagine how much shit would be edited if they did it with the pats it would be it'd like, just be yeah. like matt's be matt slater like giving the gospel Bill Belichick that's, all, that's all you'd get <laughs> so it is against the jets will uh i guess they didn't want to be on the show no they didn't uh, love it that's the perfect thing just set them off on a bad bad juju already have you seen their opening four games no who they got Oh my God, it's worse than us. I thought we had the worst opening schedule. Hang on, let me bring it up just so I don't butcher it. All right, so I got it's the the Bills. Yeah, Bills, Cowboys, Patriots, Chiefs. Broncos, or Chiefs. 
Holy shit. Then it's the Broncos, then it's the Eagles. Oh my God, they have maybe <laughs> the three best teams in the league in the first all, six games. All in the first, so it's like, you know, they could come out of that being like two and four. And they'd be lucky like, to be two and, and four. The, and, they'd be lu- and they'd be lucky. You know what I mean? So it's like, and the, you know, it doesn't get any easier. Then they get the Giants, then they get the Chargers, then they get the Raiders, whatever, the Bills again. So it's like, they're pretty front stacked. And then they, you know, obviously have to go twice at the end of the year, which is always tough. They have to go down to Miami. I mean, our schedule is hard for sure. It's one of clearly one of the hardest, but the way theirs just lines up, it's so front heavy. It's brutal, man. That's brutal. They might be two and six, three and seven. They're going to have to run the gauntlet at the end of the season. Try to beat the dolphins twice. I mean, Falcons, Texans, commanders, Browns. Those are all winnable games. They are, but you gotta hope that Aaron Rodgers isn't checked out by week eight because they're fucking one and seven. That's that. Yeah, that would be my concern. You know what I mean? Aaron Rodgers gets gets in the head of everybody. Like I didn't sign up for this shit to come here and get my ass kicked. Yeah, I saw one catch on the side. I I do think that's a dynamic team though, and a fun team to Mm. watch. Even though I cannot fucking stand them, Um, they they had this one clip the other day where Rodgers threw a back of the end zone catch to Garrett Williams and he caught it and it was like Jesus Christ man watch out for that combination yeah. man uh, if I was I'm telling if you play fantasy draft Garrett Williams Wilson okay Wilson. like or Garrett Garrett Wilson it's my guy too I should know his last <laughs> name but yeah that catch was insane look yeah. it up yeah all right well we get another season of rooting against the Jets and we'll get some back backstage viewing considerations to add to our hatred. So I, I have two I have two non-football things I want to talk about Good. real quick. One of which is the Saudi Arabian Soccer League has been bought out basically by the government of Saudi Arabia yeah, by princes. different teams and 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 it's and it's chopped up like that. They just bid 300 million just to buy a soccer player, Kylian Mbappe, you know, potential Ballon d'Or winner, one of the best, probably the best soccer player in the world at the moment. They want to pay this guy $700 million a year for one year, and then he's going to Real Madrid because he's already got a supposed contract for the following. Why keep playing? So they're paying a billion dollars for one year for for one player. I just want to put that out there. I, I think that's... I'd be done. Yeah, I mean the the Saudis are showing, dude, that they could basically buy the NFL if they wanted. So American sports has to really. I think I heard the stat once all the start stuff started coming up. It's like American sports, you could buy basically every asset of American sports for like half a trillion or something, somewhere in around five six hundred billion or something, which sounds absurd. But then people are like, well, they might be able to afford that, like. Well, that's yeah, all yeah. assets of sports teams in America. No, they could, they could, and they do could it. probably do it. That's like what they're stadiums, doing. teams, everything. So I don't know what's going to happen. I really hope they don't see the NFL has a really good policy in place where all the owners have to right. approve the deal for, for to sure. Someone. So the NFL is probably safe. Hopefully, I mean they might get a team in there. When you look at you other think sports, they bought, would have bought. The yeah, when commanders. you look at other sports, commanders it just, comes just down. sold. We forgot to mention that Dan Schneider. Yeah, that's great for them. 
And I think it's a good ownership, too. I think it's a good ownership group that's going to put the right pieces into place. And, uh, you know, I'm excited for them because they've they've been through a lot of... Dan uh, Schneidering. They hinted there could yeah. be another, another name change. Really? It's possible. Yeah, that could be. I saw, back to the I saw some names out there floated. <laughs> that's probably you know, a bridge too I liked, far. I, liked, I don't think they'll do that. I liked football team. Yeah, football team was great. I mean, that was fucking classy as hell, dude. Washington. <laughs> Washington, bro. That's it. Yeah. You know? Washington United. I like I like the soccer team thing. Like, get get rid of all the bullshit. All right, that aside, um, you know, we're, we're Boston guys. I just want to say thank you to uh, Patrice Bergeron, since we're on here. Um, oh, yeah, retired today. Retired yep. today. Can't believe it. One of the best players of all time, probably the best all-around player the uh, the Bruins have ever had. So, good luck in retirement. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Tip of the yep. cap to Patrice. Oh uh, yeah. He uh, he was a rookie in two thousand three. I was in middle school. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's how long. Yeah, dude, he's my age. Yeah. How old do I fucking yeah. feel? And he you played know? in the NHL for twenty seasons. Uh, I guess nineteen because they had the lockout season in the middle there, but. At the beginning, I think he had 30 goals as a rookie, and it was like, oh, shit, we got a superstar. And then he had a bunch of health stuff. He had a concussion uh, issue, and it was like, damn, we lost another one. And then he just came back firing and was durable, was there every every night, it seemed like, playing great on defense playing the full yeah. ice he won a number of awards the uh the selkie awards six six selkies six selkies which is more than anyone's ever won wow. so they should rename that fucking trophy that's for the best the two-way forward in the league by the way yeah um yeah yeah so let's let's hang 37 from the rafters for sure absolutely for sure also absolutely. another boston thing jalen brown signed an extension today He's now the another super now max. the highest paid player yep. in NBA history, which uh, is in terms crazy. Of average annual value. That's crazy. That is man. crazy. It's just a function of the salary cap going up and the way that the the rules are around a max player who can have up to thirty five percent of the salary cap. Yeah, right. They did that for the smaller teams. So if you wanted to stay with a smaller team or or whatever, who whatever whatever team you were drafted by, you could get more money by staying than. Mm potentially leaving in free agency. There's only so much they can offer you as a max if you leave. So I think that's great um, to do for smaller teams, but that's a lot of money for Jalen. I love Jalen, but that's, oh my God. I know. It's hard to swallow, but that salary cap is going to keep going up and up and up. Uh, It's weird to think that at the end of this deal, he's going to be making almost $70 million per year. Yeah. But it's going to be pretty common. Looking around the league, that's it's Dude. by the end of the deal. This is not going to be a top ten average annual value. That's weird. That's weird. But this is the direction we're headed yeah. in. Um, mm-hmm. Look at Killian Mbappe. I just mentioned seven hundred yeah, no, million dollars a year. Sense, I heard that and I was like, "That's like, not what? real." And then it's like, the more I hear it, I'm like, "Well, I guess it's, I guess it's real." It's fucking real, dude. Like I when I saw it, I was like, "That's a typo." It probably meant literally to say seventy. That's what I thought. I thought the same thing. I was like, "They got to be mean seven million or seventy. Yeah, I mean. That's where we're going, dude. And and then these NFL players are going to start to think, why am I doing this like shit? This, yeah. You know, like go play soccer for the Saudis for a billion dollars. Marcus yeah. Jones. Play soccer. You want to make a lot of money? Be the best soccer player in the world. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! Look at look at Messi. 
over there. I thought in, Messi was uh, a huge contract, that and that's like night? nothing comparatively. He just pointed, dude. That was so cool the other night. He came in, scored a free kick on his debut. Game winner. That was fucking yeah. awesome. Oh, my God. Game winner is fucking... Oh, God, man. I, lo- I love sports, man. I love soccer. I love all that shit. Yeah, well... Bring it on. Now we got the best sport ramping up. Training Can't camp wait. started today. Yeah, we do. We're going to be back checking in with you guys as training camp progresses, as the roster situation clears up, and pretty soon here. We're going to have a preseason game to watch. We're going to have actual live action football. Live action. With the one Patriots thing we on the field. One thing we didn't mention at all, it's which is good. kind of surprising for a, a pot Patriots podcast, is no quarterback mention at all. How which I that? think is all of our quiet well, nervousness you know about the we... situation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's I exactly. think that we just need to see it. Yeah. In this new developed scheme Billy that, O'Brien. That, that we've had actually had a plan yeah. for like we need to see mm-hmm. it and and i don't want to hear any competition talk i want to see what mac jones has this year a hundred percent and then if it sucks then it sucks if it's good then stop yeah. it you know what i mean like with the zappy talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's basically it all right with that we will sign off thank you all for listening and we will talk to you soon All right, guys, see you. Adios.